Most companies have disaster plans for IT, production, operations. But have you got a sales disruption plan? What if suddenly sales dropped in your company by 10, 15 or even 20%? What are you going to do? Welcome to the Sales and Presentation Podcast. This is the podcast for businesses and individuals who want to transform their sales activity, deliver awesome presentations, and win more sales pitches. And now, here is your host, Trevor Lee. Welcome, everybody, to episode 56 of the Sales and Presentation Podcast. My name is Trevor Lee, and I'm here every week to share with you top tips and ideas for transforming your sales, delivering awesome presentations, and winning more sales pitches. Over the last few weeks, I've delivered a couple of uh, workshops about sales disruption. I've been hired in by a third party to deliver these to a a group of businesses, you know, all sorts of businesses from relatively new businesses to much more established businesses. And the whole brief has been, what are you going to do if suddenly your sales fall by 10, 15 or even 20 percent? So what would you do next? And so I'm going to share with you in the podcast some of the stuff we talked about in those sales labs, as they were called. What are the triggers that can cause this to happen and what are you going to do about it. So I'm going to talk you through some of the stuff we've done. The grids that I refer to I will include in the show notes which you'll be able to find on my website under top tips stroke podcasts. So that will be they'll be all there for you and you can download them. You can download them for free and use them as and when, as and when you want to. So there we go. So let's have a think about what's going to happen in your company if sales were suddenly disrupted. There are probably five triggers that could cause a serious disruption to your sales revenues. Number one would be your customers. And if you think that customers are loyal, then... That's great, but customer loyalty isn't quite what it once was. People are looking for convenience. People are looking for new things all the time. So your customers could be quite a disruption to you, even though they may not have realized it. Because a lot of customers change suppliers, and it's often nothing to do with the fact that they had a bad experience or the service was poor or the product wasn't very good. There are often lots of other reasons why they're tempted away to your competitors. And of course, you will be in a competitive landscape. So your customers could be a reason why you suddenly find yourself in that situation. And it may have been, of course, that you had a customer on a long-term contract that suddenly come to an end. Or you had a tender that didn't get renewed. These are all ways in which you can suddenly find yourself with a serious revenue gap. Your competitors, of course, they will also be a potential trigger because they're looking to you know, win your customers, frankly, aren't they? In the same way you're looking at your competitors. Your competitors are, are always going to be innovating, or some of them will be. So you need to watch what they're doing and innovate like they are. But maybe they come up with a new product or service 
or something completely different that really tempts away some of your customers. So your competitors could be a disruption. Market trends can be a disruption to your business. You know, how are you keeping up with what's going on in the marketplace? Are you watching what trends are happening, especially if you're in the consumer sector? There's always new things that consumers are going to be tempted by and want to try. And that may affect your business. So are you keeping up with market trends? Are you adjusting your offering to make that happen? And then, of course, there are world events and the B word, which is <laughs> which we've tried to avoid talking about during these sales disruption labs. But B word, could, you know, by the time this podcast goes out, then we will know more, we hopefully, about where we are with that. But world events could make things happen for your business, no matter how big or small it is. And finally, of course, one of the things that's often overlooked when we talk about disruption in business is internal disruption. If you're a fairly small team and one of your, you know, one of your key people decides to go and leave, then that's very disruptive, particularly if they were responsible for sales. And if they were a good salesperson and then suddenly they come in your office one day and they say, hey, Trevor, I'm, I'm sorry to let you know, but I am off. I'm off, for, I'm off to work for another company. And again, you know, we all move around in our careers, don't we, much more than we ever did. I had a very interesting conversation when I was, I mentioned in a podcast a few weeks ago about delivering uh, a keynote at uh, Northampton University for the marketing mashup. And I remember talking to one of the mature students, a guy in his late 20s. And he said once he'd done his degree, he, was, he, he had decided he would stick with the company that employs him for three years. Unless something, you know, really badly went wrong. Three years, crikey, you know. Uh, there I was, I worked for the same company for 29 years, you know. Okay, different locations. So that's that's this kind of mentality today. So you could have a super duper salesperson and they will leave and go somewhere else. And that's very disruptive as well. Lots of things that, you know, can be disruptive. So the way the lab worked and the way it can work for you is that we then worked on what I'd created, a, what was called a revenue disruption plan. Six things, and this, which I will share with you, the, the plan, as I say, you can download off the website. But essentially, we walked through in the workshop six things to look at as part of your revenue disruption plan, something that I'd, I'd created for particularly for the labs. So it was around six questions, and it's on an A3 sheet of paper. And, the, and what you do is you simply fill in the gaps. So if you want to write these down, I'll, I'll go through them slowly if you can. But you can download the grid off my website. So number one is, where are you vulnerable? That's the first question to ask yourself. And, you know, this is a great opportunity to review your business and what you're offering. And asking that question, where are you vulnerable? You know, really gets the thought process going. And we had some really great interaction during the workshops, particularly, of course, because there were people from different businesses there. So they were able to share their thoughts and ideas. And, and then what was really good about the workshop situation is that, you know, one business will then challenge another and say, have you thought of that? And from what you've told me about your business, it seems to me you might be vulnerable over there. And of course, very often in business, you can be blinded to your own situation. You just don't look at it from an outsider's point of view often enough. So you tend to just think, oh, that's OK. That's fine. We're no one's, you know, that's not an area of concern. And it's only when you get a third party perspective, do you actually realize that it is. So where are you vulnerable was number one. Number two was, do you know why you're vulnerable? And that clearly was a, you know, to think in more depth about the situation. And these are the sort of questions that, you know, can be useful for your business, whether you've lost, you know, this is all about preparation, by the way, as well. 
you know, the thought is what would happen if you lost 10, 15, 20% of your revenue? So in a sense, this is your disaster plan for sales. So ideally, you want to be preparing it before it happens. And ideally, it won't happen. But if it did happen, then you've got a plan and you can refer to it. Number three question was, how can we reduce our vulnerability? So what measures can we put in place? For example, if you were to look at your sales and realize that, you know, let, you know the old 80-20 rule, if 80% of your sales are coming from 20% of your customers. Now, if you're a small business, 20% of your customers might be two customers. So what happens if you lost one of those customers? That's 40% of your revenue from one customer. The, you know, the all eggs in one basket scenario. So that would be a very vulnerable situation for you. So small businesses often have a limited, especially those selling services, often have a limited number of customers. So what are you going to do if suddenly a couple of your top customers that you've had for a long while, that you've got used to working with, that you've got used to getting income from, what if they suddenly disappeared in a flash overnight? And they could disappear. They could go bust themselves. They could decide they want to go in a different direction. They could decide they want to change they want to have a little bit of a change and use somebody else. And these are all legitimate ways of stopping working with you rather than falling out with you because, you know, suddenly they don't like you. So that's really, really important. So if you're a small business, really look into that. And then next question, number four is, OK, so it sounds as though you're probably going to have to make change. If you want to do things differently, if you want to shore up things, the way areas where you feel vulnerable, then you're going to have to make some change. So what change are you going to have to make and how are you going to implement it? Because that's really important. It's very easy to plan for these things. But then the implementation is often where it falls down because you haven't really thought it through in terms of implementation. And questions five and six are linked to that implementation. Number five would be, so who needs to be involved from your organization? And indeed, from outside sources as well, maybe. Finally, number six is the timescale. When are you going to do this? Because it's very easy to think, okay, yeah, this is great. We we ought, you know, you could listen to this podcast and think, yeah, fantastic. We ought to have a revenue disruption plan. But when are you actually going to sit down and put it into place? When are you going to sit down and ask yourself these challenging questions? You need to spend a couple of hours doing this and really, really get to grips with it. And if you're a small business and you feel you haven't got the uh, the personnel to help you, then get somebody else involved. Get some third party involved. We'll look at that in more detail in a second. What things do you need to think about how are you going to deal with potential sales disruption before we do that i want to share with you one other grid which i think is useful to go in uh, alongside this this is a transformation grid or a sales transformation grid now i picked this grid up years and years ago and i i, I to, in all fairness i can't remember where but i think it's something that's around a lot it's a four grid box two by two bottom right hand corner we've got create these are the things you need to do that you're not doing at the moment. Above that, you've got increase, the things you need to do more of. And then on the left-hand side, top left-hand corner is reduce, the things that you can do less of. And they're always, in every business, there's always going to be things that you should be doing less of, things that you've always done that you've never really challenged and are still happening. And then bottom left-hand corner, eliminate. Things that you're doing that actually you don't need to do. And businesses find it very hard to suddenly put stuff in the eliminate box. So I tell them, if you put it in the reduce box, top left, 
Hopefully it'll fall to the bottom left into the eliminate box. Again, you can download this grid off the uh, on my website. Go onto podcasts or top tips, and you'll find it under this particular episode, episode number fifty six. So those are some of the things to think about. So the next question is, how are you going to deal with sales disruption if it happens? First of all, don't panic. It's very easy to think, oh my God, sales have fallen 15%. Oh, we've lost two big customers. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? We've got to go out there. We've got to find some new customers. We've got to sell, sell, sell. Well, you know, that big customers aren't just going to be waiting around the corner for you. So you have to do some planning. So years ago, I, I spent some time at the Ashridge Business School on some sort of high-level leadership programs. Really, really useful stuff. And I came away with three things that uh, really stuck with me and I've used and shared a lot since then. And they are get real, get connected and get help. And I think in this environment, this sales disruption environment, those are really three key things that you could benefit from. So get real. So step back and find out what really is happening in your business. And again, better to do this in advance than before you know, you suddenly find yourself needing needing to do it. So on the website, I'm going to include a little what I call a sales trend grid. And it's uh, it's going to have things like products and services, customer segments and customer revenues. And what it encourages you to do is look at what's going on in your business. What are your current best selling products or services? What are the most profitable ones? And then conversely, what are the declining ones? What are the least profitable ones? What's happening? Where you know where are people spending more money? Have you got customers that are high revenue, uh, low maintenance? Because they're great customers to have. Likewise, if you've got customers that are low revenue, high maintenance, you might decide that you need to eliminate those customers. It's not easy eliminating customers, but they might not be profitable. By the time you've added up all the time they're taking and all the aggravation they're giving you, is it really worth doing business with them? And then look at some of the data. Do you know right now who your top 10 customers are by current spend? Do you know who your top 10 growing customers are by current spend? And likewise, do you know who your least profit or your least spending customers are and the ones that are on decline? Do you know all that? Most businesses don't, frankly. So I would always recommend keep on top of your data analysis. It's going to be really useful for helping you with this disruption. So I'll put the sales train grid on the website as well. And then from a get connected point of view, this is where you need to try and second guess disruption. So get out there, talk to your customers, do your research on those market trends, keep an eye on what your competitors are doing, keep an eye on world events, talk to your people. You don't really want your star salesperson to suddenly turn up out of the blue and say they're off. You know, you should know that they're thinking that. So keep conversations going with them. Look at your people. Think about who are the most important ones you really need to hang on to. What can you do to hang on to them? What extra training can can you give them? Can you give them some mentoring, some support? Can you give them a career path guideline? All these things that you're trying to second guess that will help you avoid the sales disruption. And then get help. Well, get help is all about helping you prepare for some sort of action. And don't be afraid to bring people in from outside. 
because they will give you that that third party perspective. Very often in business, we can be very insular. And we, you know, if we sit around a table talking about ourselves, we'll talk ourselves out of doing stuff. I always say to people, if you hire me in as a third party, then you could do, you could probably do most of what I'm going to do yourselves. But the fact you've hired me in next Thursday at 10 o'clock means it will happen. And you won't suddenly say, oh, I tell you what, guys, we've got something going on. We're going to have to cancel the sales disruption challenge we were going to talk about for two hours amongst ourselves. Otherwise, I'll be sitting there collecting your money and twiddling my thumbs. And that's really not good for either of us. So make it happen. Get help. So there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I This is not meant to be a scaremongering podcast, but being prepared for eventualities that most of the time won't happen is not a bad thing. So if you've got a sales, dis- uh, a, a, sorry, a disaster plan for IT, for operations, for production, have you got one for sales? Download the grids. They will be useful to you and set aside some time to do this and complete it. And if you need someone like myself to come in and facilitate it for you, then get in touch, you know, trevor at trevorleemedia.co.uk or give me a call 07785390717. And we could, I could run this, these uh, workshops for your company. Uh, it'd be, we probably need, only need half a day. We might do it in two sessions, but half a day. So it's not going to be disruptive to your business, but it will be worth it in the long run to make it happen. So there you go. I hope that's given you some food for thought in this podcast. And just to check, so, you know, if you haven't got that sales disruption plan, it's really worth thinking about getting it. Right, that's it for the uh, this podcast. If you are new to the podcast, then, you know, do hit the subscribe button on your podcast app. And if you're a regular listener, it would be absolutely awesome if you could leave a rating or a review either on the podcast app or on iTunes. So that's it. I'm your host, Trevor Lee, and I'll be back next week with yet another episode of the Sales and Presentation Podcast. So until then, make sure that if sales and presenting opportunities come your way, that you take full advantage of them and you really seriously consider getting together a sales disruption plan for your business. You're then prepared. You know what's going to happen if that works out for you or not. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. The Sales and Presentation Podcast is a production of Trevor Lee Media. If your organization needs to transform its sales activity and re-energize its sales team, or you need help with a key presentation or sales pitch, then please get in touch with Trevor via trevor at trevorleemedia.co.uk or call him on 07785 390 717. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do leave a review on iTunes or via your podcast app. Thank you.